Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Ross, introduce the yes man. We have Ireland's most handsome and Mayfire. You know he's <laughs> going to hate that. But we do. We have Dean, the sniper, Barry. Dean, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, lads. It's been on cloud nine the last week. So, yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. It's great yeah. getting to meet all of you and talk, talk with all of you. So, it's part of it, yeah. Yeah. Dean, before we go any further, I have to say congratulations on becoming a father. Uh, being a father myself, it's, it's one of the greatest feelings you'll ever, ever have in your entire life. But what was it like becoming a father during COVID-19 times? Like, what was it like going into PJs for the first time in that? It was nuts because you couldn't actually go in for the birth and stuff like that. Um, obviously, I'm not with the mother, so we're just friends, you know. So um, mm. I couldn't go in for the birth. Her mom was there with her just for... For support you know but then I, I had to wait till Jace got out of the hospital so I had to wait three days to see him and I've seen little videos of him and I'm talking and he's, sta- he's just staring up at me and like it's just this love you never thought existed you know it's crazy and it took I to be honest with you I, I'm so blessed and grateful and, and thankful I got into the UFC but I'm still trying to like feel that like oh I'm in the UFC I can't believe it but I'm just so in love with my son that I don't I haven't gave a fuck yet to be honest with you. I'm just like, oh, it's just so yeah but look and, it has its bonuses with it and did you feel that COVID like almost robbed those three days from you you know what I mean like because it's such a special moment you know what I mean when, when you first see your son and what was what was that first moment like when you did get to see him Ah, like um, the the COVID it stopped me going to some appointments now that I kind of wanted to be at, and um, you know he. So what happened with Jace was he was due the tour in November, but um, she went for a checkup and he hadn't gained weight in four weeks, which was very very bad. He was like five pounds six or something. So they were they were very worried about him. So they induced her there and then, and she had to deliver the baby within twenty four hours. So I was kind of I kind of had my expectations of being the dad in two weeks, mm. and then I then. It, overnight I was like and can you imagine the anxiety of that and like you're like oh my god and then I got the contract the call for the UFC and then I'm just like oh I just I felt like I drank 40 Red Bulls or something and I was just like I couldn't process it but when I seen him I have the video there like when I I seen him I I ran into the kitchen like I seen him in there and I went into the kitchen I was having a bit of a panic attack I was like I was like I can't I can't do this like what the fuck he just looks like a little me it's weird man and then I went in and I just broke down when I held him. Like as a, you're a father yourself, yeah. man. Like just tears of happiness because I finally I waited nine months to hold my son. I've always wanted to be a dad, and I just felt so grateful. And I felt I was I was real sad, like crying with happiness because I felt like I was so worried all mm. year. Like how am I gonna provide for my son? How am I gonna be this good dad? And the only thing I was ever good at is fighting, you know. So then that came and it was just like like God was watching over me, you know. It was just so blessed, man. It's great. Ross, no, like, that's Ross, an incredible story. Ross, mm-hmm. obviously doing the show and then meeting so many fighters, they all have such amazing backstories. And that's not even bullshit. Like, I mean, look at this, for yeah. instance. And then, like, everyone's literally fighting for their lives and their family. And then, like, like a story like that to just happen to Dean, like, and obviously we're following Dean. To see that is just, it's unbelievable, isn't it? It's incredible because I... I, I, <laughs> I was asking, asking Ross about you. Like. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, go on, Dean. Yeah, on. go on, Dean. Oh, I, I thought you said, isn't it Dean? That's what I was no, like, no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I was just saying, like, it was it was such a nice feeling, bro, because um, I, after UAE Warriors, I left the cage and I got a phone call. I'd only left the, the fucking cage and my manager was hockey in my phone over ringing me and all. He was like, you might be staying over for Fight Island. Like, like Sean Shelby loves you, like they want to take you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh. And I just was so overwhelmed by it. And like 
that fight kind of meant everything to me. It was all or nothing, really. Do you know what I mean? Like, and yeah, I was going over there with the with the worry of me kid and like, how am I gonna survive with this? Like, do I go back to work full time again? What do I do? And it was just like it worked out in the end, and I was. It's just a relief. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that's that's oh, like absolutely. so much a process as well, isn't it? Like, jeez. Yeah, I, I, I think it's you know probably one, one of the greatest moments of your life because I was only talking to my miss last night and I was like, I was actually saying to her, I was like, when we have a second kid, I'm like, I'm actually afraid that like I won't feel that love for the first one. Yeah, you know what I mean? And like, it's a scary thing or whatever. And then what do you mean? You'll just pass it on. You'd be like, <laughs> no, as, as in like, as, as in like, when, when you, well, when like Theo was born, like and how much I loved him, I was like, it was like there's something you never felt before, right? And mm. then I was like, I don't know if that emotion would actually come back for a second one, but like okay, obviously it does. You know what I mean? Obviously, you look, like most people love all the kids the same, except my ma like loves me the least, but like that's my <laughs> own issue, you know? Uh, after me, she, after she, me, she, yeah. It goes, it goes, Jake, Chris, Baz, me, or maybe <laughs> maybe maybe my dog Pete yeah. comes ahead of me as well. You know? What I, mean? I, I use butters. No, 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 we just have uh, matching moustaches, like, <laughs> without brothers. So. No, oh, we're not, that, but, uh, Baz is very much part of my family. He comes to, like, all my family <laughs> events. So, like, it's, 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 it's real, like, uh, put it this way. If, if I was having a family birthday, like, I'm like, oh, Baz is coming. It's just one of those things, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, sit ah, at yeah. the, I sit at the kids' table with the kids. Like, like, like Beavis and Butthead, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Dumb and dumber more so. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, but, like, Dean, like, um, Obviously, like, this has been an absolute whirlwind for you, like, recently. But, like, um, we have to, like, bring it back to the start, right? Because this is, like, this is very, very interesting. You're the first U- Irish UC fighter to get in in a long, long time. Obviously, Reese is there as well now. But, like, you've been all over the place. So, like, Dean, we have to start off. Where and how did you start mixed martial arts? How did I start MMA? Like, yeah. Um, it was be- just towards the end of my kickboxing career, I just was... I was just fed up like not in like a, an arrogant way but i was fed up of going to the same tournaments and you know i'd spend my own money i'd spend thousands getting there and i'd win i'd win i'd win the same thing and i just got nothing out of it and i'd come home just broke and i was like what am i doing like i was like i'm 25 now like what do i do with my life like i want i knew i was always very good at fighting and can i do that can i make money from it and then I, I followed Conor McGregor for a while. Like I just I, look, I was seeing what he did for Irish MMA, and like I was like, oh, like if you know Conor broke through for the Irish guy, was like oh, he he gave us hope in a way. Do you know what I mean? I felt yeah. like like I really looked up to Conor and his story and stuff like that. So yeah. I kind of and especially the way if people don't know your 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 head coach is actually on Roddy uh, Conor McGregor's striking coach as well. So. Yeah. Exactly, but at the time he wasn't now because um I was going to Canada anyway in two thousand and seventeen. And I was like, I'm going to give this MMA a bash. And I was like, I'm just going to go pro. I don't want to do amateur or anything because I want to make some money and try to help my family and stuff like that. And just just that kind of way. Like, um, But I went to TriStar when I was in Canada. And like, I never had a full contact experience in my life. I came from points fighting. So I was just touch and stop. I never had jiu-jitsu, wrestling, nothing, like no boxing or anything like that. And I just went in and threw myself in the deep end, bro. And, fake it till you make it really and <laughs> that kind of way you know, yeah, I had to, know yeah. when like when i got there like when i got there like faraz asked me did i have any like jiu-jitsu and all that and i faraz the happy did and i said yeah of course and didn't have a clue bro and i remember he i jumped into the advanced class straight away and i just you remember looking at a guy <laughs> <laughs> it's such a typical Irish thing to do with, like yeah have you ever done that before like 
Yeah, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ground, yeah. That's yeah. what it was like, bro. He was like, did you ever do jiu-jitsu before? And I was like, ah, yeah, yeah. Because like, I was like, oh, don't throw me out. Like, I don't want to get the train back to the house. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I did it. And I remember there was a guy called Rob there. And he's, he's been in my corner as well for a while. But I remember looking at him and just saying, like, I was like, please help me. Like, right now. I was like, I'm going to get thrown out of here. Because I didn't know what I was doing, bro. I just hold on to somebody and just like, for dear life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just kind of picked it up from there, and then he asked me to do this the pro sparring. No, sorry, he asked me to do the sparring class later on that night. I did the sparring, and I was sparring with all the UFC guys and all there. And who, 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 who would have been? Who would you been sparring there? Like I was sparring with Eamon Tahabi, Joe Duffy, Arnold. I moved around with Arnold Allen a bit, um, and then they have loads of Bellator guys as well. And then I was working. I, well, I eventually started training a lot with George Saint Pierre and stuff, and doing his striking with him and stuff, but. Faraz invited me to the pro class, and then I just learned. But I, I got better around the place for a while. Like I like the, it was the level of MMA is just crazy over there. And I came from a sport where it was just two minute rounds. So you know it's okay for me just to tip tap for a minute, think I'm great, and then the boys just just train went like boom straight through me after the minute, and I just picked it up pretty quick, bro. I kind of feel like it's like that saying like if you throw yourself in the deep end, you have to learn to swim, and that's kind of yeah. how I did it. And I think that kind of helped me pick uh, MMA up pretty quick and then took a pro fight a few weeks later. And yeah, but why, why did you pick TriStar of all places? I was going traveling in Canada, so it, it, it was no, um, no like thing where I was like, oh, this is where I need to be. Just went traveling. I had a friend, Sam, from Canada. He, um, up the Canadian, he's a head coach for the Canadian kickboxing team. He, he trained George. And he put me in touch with George and George came up to me in TriStar and said, I'm going to train with you. And at the time I didn't know who he was. Like I, I cause I didn't really know anyone in MMA. And I was like, I knew he was, I knew he was big, but not to like, he's like Connor over there, man. Like you could, anytime I ever went out with him for something to eat, like he, he, he can't go anywhere. He gets, you'd be the cameraman. Yeah. I would be like <laughs> in the corner, you know, but he's, he's a gent, bro. He's amazing. And he had, He's my yeah, favorite fighter, Dino. I yeah. love him. Like we went over to New York to see him beat Bisbing at UFC two seventeen. Um, man, it was just it was epic. You know what I mean? It just his he like embodies what it is to mix. How stars. funny is that? How funny is that that I did a striking? I did a oh. striking for that camp. I know, yeah. It's crazy, but he and you know what I love about George? Like everyone loves him as a martial artist, but. He's that man in real life. Like, see, when it's just two of you, it's, yeah. Like, I had, I hadn't got a penny. I had no money over there. I was just living, living from food to food. Like, he gave me clothes. He gave me, took me out for dinner all the time. He always checked on me. Like, he, he was just like, he was like a big brother over there. And that's the sort of like role model I look up to. That's the sort of man I want to be. Like, I want to be just a, a humble, respectful athlete. That's that. That's just a great fighter and that's a good person. Do you know what I mean? So, looking at him, kind of made me go that route you know yeah well it's a nice fella to look up to the goat and like yeah. in my opinion like like I, I i just think he is the goat he's just his he's amazing he can do it he now. can do it all yeah yeah i was like i was like that fella could have went to the olympics and did a bit of wrestling as well he was he was he was that good at everything he's uh, man insane and you know what one thing one thing about him like it was a schedule that kind of like was crazy for me like like that fella would he go to choice there and he teach two hours to say on a monday for example he do like teach a two-hour wrestling class then he do the rounds at the end then he'd go in get a shower and then i would go with him for something to eat and then straight to the to the olympic swimming stadium and we do a big swimming program straight away then and which was absolute hell right then i would get the metro home he would go from there uh for something to eat 
and then go to gymnastics or he go to the Olympic wrestling classes or go to his gym and try, like he, he just he's, he's why well, he is what he says he is he lives the life of a martial artist even when he's not fighting. And did you run into Rory McDonald over there? Because I always thought Rory McDonald was almost like the new, like he started a trend for the next wave. As in, like he grew up doing MMA. A lot. I've seen Rory a lot. I've seen it. Like I was there. I was. I never got to spar with Rory now because um, when I was there, I was still very. I was very green. Like I didn't have the mm. the other guys. The UFC guys sparred with me. Like you know, they gave me like you know the respect and moved around me and stuff. But I was never at the caliber to spar with Rory. Obviously, because he's a lot bigger than me and. He was in there with real proper lads, like big guys and stuff. So, but he was a lovely fella. Like I spoke with him a lot, and I got to train Vitor Belfort over there as well. Like when he came to visit, I was doing all the kicks with him and stuff. And it's nice. There's a whole wave of people coming in and out, and you get to meet new friends and stuff like that. So, and then tell me about Faraz Hadi. Like, like that's actually incredible. He's sort of known as one of the best trainers in MMA. Full stop. And then also, did you get to train with John Danaher over there? Because obviously, GSP and him are very into jiu-jitsu. Once, once John was there, I didn't know now, but he was doing drills when we were in, in GSP's gym. Like he was there, we were doing jujitsu drills and all. But I didn't really get to spend a lot of time with him. But at the time, I had no idea who he was, and I knew of Faraz and how good Faraz was, and he's an he's an amazing coach as well, and he's a very good striker as well. Um, so as well as he is jujitsu, but yeah, there's a whole array of fighters there. But after after I fought in September, like I got a quick win, and then. I flew straight home because me and my family were all going to Lanzarote, like all oh, my granny, granddad and cousins and all. We went for a little breakaway and then I didn't do anything from September till the following February when I met Owen. So I just kind of went to the gym and did like running and stuff like that. So I kind of had a six month hiatus. Met yeah. Owen and Owen took me career to where it is now and I wouldn't be where I am without him. So yeah, well, great uh, So So Dean, after, you, okay, so you're in Canada for roughly how, how long? Four or five months? No, I think about... I got there in the... the very kind of basically the start of June, like end of May, start of June. And then I trained for a month and then I went back to Ireland for July and I came back and trained for like a month in August and then I took a pro fight in, in September. So, yeah. Fuck all. Three months to, about, about three months total. But like three months, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, I just dived in. And Dean, I saw you went to Rufus Sport as well. How long were you there for? So what happened was I went over to Rufus Sport. Um, I had Rufus Sport booked before I, I kind of I kind of met on because I had a fight for Obama, and my manager. We were, brought, we were actually at that. Oh yeah, yeah. Ross, yeah. Ross remember yeah. that? We were actually talking. I remember you were going in the fight, pretty boy, and then Ross was saying that you were with Troystar went for that fight. Remember that? I think that was our first event we got credential for Ross. Yeah, it? it was actually. Yeah. Oh really? Maybe, no, no, no. Was that was that Bama tour or was that just Bama? No, no, it was, was just Bama. Was it? It wasn't the same night as Bellator, wasn't it? No, no, just Bama. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, then I think it was Ross. Then I think that yeah, was actually it was, yeah. first, first night we got media credentials for. Yeah, that, was the, that, that night. Yeah, yeah. Open, yeah. yeah man. Nice. Yeah. You know <laughs> yeah, although they, 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 we had Kansas Monster to go in because you know you're watching the voices there for hours and they took them off us on the way. In. I was like, oh, <laughs> let's skip yeah. that. But, but yeah. Yeah, Sorry, with them, with them saying the when I went out to fight him and they said I represented Tristar, like them at the time, like I, I just met on and it was you know, my, I didn't know what, what I was doing really with my life around like in our career or stuff. And then they mentioned I was representing Tristar, and Owen didn't really like that though. He was like, you know, 
you're training with me, your SPG Charles. And I was like, I didn't tell them to say that, you know, they said it. But I kind of, I kind of found me home at home. But before the Pretty Boy fight, I was scheduled to fight someone. I can't remember who he was. Patrick he was, Floyd. Yeah, I was meant to fight him and just kind of get myself into the into momentum because still I had only a couple of months MMA ever. By the time I went back to Ireland and the time I met Owen, when I met Owen, when I fought, when I was getting ready for Bama, I got a bad concussion in the gym. Like I remember, I slipped and I, I someone went to leg kick me without a shin guard. They kicked me clean in the mouth. Like I slipped into the splits, and then I was vomiting green and all, bro. Like I was in a I was in a bad way. Like and then I kind of start. I couldn't spar or do nothing like that, and I started recovering from it. Then I ended up splitting my whole face open, and I couldn't do no drills or nothing. So I was kind of just going up on a Tuesday and Thursday to Owen's gym and just hitting a bit of pads and stuff, but. Um, he that fight fell through, and they offered me some guy in England. He was like a boxer or something. Man. He was like a pro boxer. He had like he was one and all or something. So wasn't I was KSI, was it? No, I would have got a lot more money, but um, <laughs> so so I said yeah for him. And then like it was like two weeks out. Two, I think it was two weeks out with Pretty Boy. Like I came to the gym and I was like, oh by the way, yeah, uh, you're not you're not fighting that guy. Um, you're fighting Anthony Taylor. And um, the other guy pulled out. And I just said, yeah, okay, because I always say, yeah, no matter who someone offers me, because I'm very, very confident in myself, do you know what I mean? I'll yeah, just, you have to be like that if you want to be a don't give, like I don't give a shit, like, I'll say yes to anyone, like, but... Um, Francis Ngannou. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on Foy Island, no bother. Um, well, enjoy but, your Christmas then, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, I'm going to pick out, but I, uh, I, I took that fight, and maybe, maybe I shouldn't have took that fight before... Because I was so so new to MMA, but to be honest, I learned a lot from it, and I got to showcase like a bit of what I can do in that cage and how quick and how skillful I am. Like I I, I outclassed a lot of the strikers that night, and it was just my like when he took me down, I didn't I didn't even know what I was doing. That's the god on shooting. And then after that, I learned and I trained in jiu-jitsu. And now I've got I've actually got like a home own against purple and blue belts. I submit purple belts in the gym, blue belts and all. Like I've got a very good ground game now. So. And you got the front row seat to his walkout, which is always epic. <laughs> I was like, man, this fella's a bleeding weirdo. Like, even, even <laughs> when we were in, we went and we went and interviewed in um, RTA, I think it was, and I met, I met him, I met him outside, and I was already, you know, I was like, oh, right, this is gonna be a bit beef and all. And he's like, yo, man, oh, and he's like. He's like, so this is what's gonna happen. He's like, you go in, then I'm gonna burst through the door, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna shit talk you, and I want you to be like, oh, and all. And I was like, <laughs> it's like this weird role play, and I'm, I'm, so now I'm real nice like that. Like I just be like, you know, yeah, like I'm not into shit talking. You don't need to shit talk someone to fight them. I don't know the man personally, so I wouldn't say I'm bad about him. But um, it was real weird. It was, and I was, and then two of us sitting there chilling after it and all. But he's a nice fella, and yeah. I'm so happy to see that man come back from. From a bad position, like he was going through a bad spot in his life, and he came awesome. back. And it, and I, I love to see the fact that he's on a five fight win streak since he fought me. Like I'm over the moon for him, you know. He's doing great in Ireland as well, isn't he? He's, he won't get off the Bellator cards in Ireland. No, <laughs> and the walkouts get more extravagant. Like it's, yeah, man, he's fun, <laughs> and that man just loves to fight, and he does. He doesn't care. Like the fellas call now, all Matt. He calls out John Jones and all. So just leave him to it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Dean, oh. can we can we, can we, can we can, do you have anything else to follow up on that, Ross, or can we go back to? No, like, no, no. By by, go ahead. All right, so like obviously you came you, you came back and then you got you got put in touch or you got in touch with Owen Roddy. Uh, how did that come about, and why did you decide to go to SPG Charlestown? Because obviously, like John has the massive the monster, and then like obviously Paddy's doing his thing, and then even Team KF are like running the muck these days. What 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 like what brought you to Owen, and why did you decide to go with SPG Charlestown? 
Um, so it was Ryan. It was Ryan Curtis that um, see, I, me and Ryan used to followed each other for years on Facebook, and I used to always be like, "Oh, look at this mad, mad team doing MMA!" Like I'd be like, "Fair play to him in the cage years ago." And then I was, he would always, you know, like comment on me videos from kickboxing, saying, "Oh yeah, deadly kicks, good sweeps. I think you'll be good in MMA." You know? Then he said to me, "Look, have you got nowhere to train?" I kind of reached out to him. Yeah. I was like, "I don't have a gym," and I wanted to just do something different, man. And I was fascinated with Owen's kind of the way he was on pads with Connor and all, I'd be like, I knew he had his own gym, so I knew it was, I knew it was a much smaller gym, so I knew, like, you don't necessarily have to go to the biggest gym in the world to become the best fighter. Smaller gym, more time to myself with the coach, more, like, less people, uh, just, a, just a smaller circle, and that's just the way I have been my whole life. And I, Is that where you thrive? That's, I like that. Like, I, I, I believe you don't have to, it doesn't matter where you are in life, it doesn't matter what gym you're from. If you have the right work ethic and right goal and approach to your training and you have the right li- small amount of people around you, like, your, your, your limits are endless, do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter where you are in life, so, or where you're from or what gym you're in. It's all about you, about you and your approach to it and how you see it, you know? And the gym there itself is doing very, very well these days. Um, I think they've quite a good few guys coming up on Clan Wars coming up as well. Yeah. And um, look, Owen Roddy's work speaks for itself. You know what I mean? So I think we will see a lot of future top fighters coming out of SPG Charlestown. Someone uh, like Jer Harrison, very interesting how he gets on. He looks very good. He He's an animal. Like, he's a, he, he hits like a, that fella hits you like a welterweight. Like, he's, and it's, it's good. The good thing about the gym is, um, there's just such an, uh, 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 there's such a good variety of fighters from the gym. Like the guys coming up, like we have Sean. Sean's one of my main training partners, Sean McConnell. He's Sean's kind of similar to my fighting style and very good, very good awareness on the ground and in the wrestling as well. He's got a beautiful striking. Then you have Carl Reardon. He's a he's a light heavyweight. He's just an animal. Like that fella is one of the cleanest boxing I've seen. Great on the ground as well. And then Hugo is also fighting his pro debut for a title. And he's a beast, man. I don't think, like, even ask Owen, like, Owen will be looking at him in the gym when he's on the ground going, like, what? What is that? Like, he's just sensational. So it's great range of fighters there and that are fighting this week as well. And then we've yeah. got what Sarah. About, what a, yeah, Sarah Elliott Sheridan, she's fighting as well. She's, super, she super is bantamweight. a beast. She is, she's, one thing I say about Sarah is, like, she's always in the gym and she grows, she's, she's improving at a rapid rate. And she's a girl that I reckon is going to, and and I, I mean that when I say that about her. I think she's going to break out as one of the, the, the best females to come out of Ireland. Like, wait and you see how rapid she's she's after progressing in this fight. Very yeah, no, we've, we've been following her for a while, and uh, like she already has, she's already amassed a huge audience as well. And then tr- training with the likes of Leah as well, there's like no one better to look up to, you know? So that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I love about this sport. Just people, like, everyone's on their own journeys, and they're all just trying to get to the top. And at the end of the day, be able to afford food and lighting and heating, you know. So uh, that's it, buddy. And the most important thing is just support. Yes, be supportive. You need to be supportive for everybody. And like, I want to see every single Irish person do well. Not from my team, from all over the country. I, I, I always support them. I always watch them. But I am focused on myself, and I always have been. I don't let anyone distract me or talk shit to me or talk me down. And I just focus on my goals and what I can control. And that's just getting better. And being different and trying to bring something new to MMA, and I think my fighting style is very different to. Oh, it's very different. Like, from watching your last, your last fight there, it was very like Wonder Boy esque, wasn't it, Ross? 
Yeah, it really, really was. I, I was actually going to say, did you ever get a, get a chance to meet Wonderboy or spar him? Because we met him in Cork, which is so fucking random. Uh, <laughs> and we interviewed him. When you say, when you, say you met Wonderboy in Cork, it does sound random. Yeah. Like, there's very much, you know... Uh, no, we interviewed him at, a, at the fight convention. Yeah, the fight yeah we weren't just walking around. around like, yeah. It just sounds weird, doesn't it? I met yeah, him in Cork. Yeah. Yeah. We had yeah, a hurling um, game. Just like, just like the cratty style and, and the points. I think... Going back when you look at Christ, I was like the Auto Machida sort of brought it into MMA and like made he was the first like karate champion. But then when you see people like Wonder Boy and like yourself, you can see like it's been adapted to an MMA style, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's very exciting to watch as well. Because yeah. the, the one thing about that style is like, like when I first came into MMA, I said, I'm not going to change, I'm not going to become a grappler, I'm not going to clinch, I'm not going to. I'm going to be, because I was a world number one at my style, and I think you have to play to your strengths. I was a world world number one in sport karate. I need to adjust that to MMA. And it, and look, it took me it took me almost two years to click it. Like, and so if anyone's ever worrying about that, like you need to be patient with it. Like I, I, couldn't, I couldn't position my feet the right way. I didn't know how to box. I had to learn how to box for MMA and, and learn how to flow to wrestle and put it all together. But I, I think I've put it together nicely now. And once you do that, your awareness inside the cage is second to none with it, you know? So I wanted to show that that style works. Like look at, look at me, Wonderboy, Michael Page, MVP, Raymond yeah. Daniels. We have that style and it's very rare. And that's why a lot of people, I know a lot of people are like, oh, why did you get signed? You're three and one. Like, I, they called me. They could, like, people are like, like, do people think I rang them up and said, here, sign me, I'm three and one. Like, <laughs> over all, these, all these other fighters. They called me and I'm not going to say no. You know, like, I'm going to take, take the opportunity and I'm oh, going to go. That's the dream. Out, like, what what's the thing you were there, you were gonna do? Bring out the A four pad and be like, yeah. boys have better records than me. Maybe you should call. <laughs> I, I, I'm on, about, like, it's all about selling yourself as well. Yeah. yeah, and 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 there you go with selling yourself. Like, look, you you know me from following me. Like, I I'm very I just keep to myself and quiet, respectful of anyone. But like, I don't get into any of that shit. But I don't care if someone obviously talks trash to me. It doesn't make a difference because I turn up when it's time to fight. I switch on and I and. I know how to. I know how to find that switch inside the cage. I can. I'm very accurate, so yeah, I don't Dean, care. About well, Dean, how long were you number one in sport karate? And also, like, how did that feel to know you're the the, the best of the best? Um, I went when I was a, when I was a junior. I went on a streak where I was world European champion. I was winning every. I won the World Cup, Irish show. I won everything, everything. And then when I switched into the seniors, I done the exact same thing as a senior. I won it all. Went over to the states all over America I was beating everyone all the divisions in America as well like I did I did lose like at times I lost like the, the overalls that would be like everyone from each weight class would fight and I used to get to the semi-finals of that and, or I'd lose to someone who was const, you know a heavier guy and stuff like that but I'd always win my division that was me and the team events and stuff like that and um, it felt it felt good man it felt it felt great like um, it was kind of like you know when you know you're good at something and you know when you go to a tournament you know people are there to watch you and you know you know you're about to like throw some spinning sweeps and you're gonna like when you have a platform like that you also need to take risks you need to you need to grow and you need to put on a bit of a platform otherwise no one's gonna really know you like so if I'm going out spinning sweep and people are on like crazy head kicks and stuff people are gonna want to watch me but if I go out and just do the basic stuff like People, oh, he's the same as everyone else. That's just the way I look at it, and that's just me, you know. Yeah. Do you have any brothers or sisters as well? I've three brothers. 
Three brothers. And did they all do kickboxing as well? Yeah, they were all we, point fighters. They were, we, they were, were you the youngest? No, um, my brother Shane's 29, Luke's 20... Shane, how old is Luke? 40. <laughs> That's so bad. How old is he? 26. 26 and Marty's 24. And we all fought. And they were all like, they all no. won like the Europeans, worlds, like massive tournaments around the world. So they were all brilliant. And they were the exact same as me. Like we're all at the same level. And we're, all, we're a very known, fa- well known family in, in uh, MMA. Yeah, no, so yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's great. It's great, isn't it? That's that's cool. That's cool. And Talib, don't forget. Don't mess with the Barrys. Don't mess with the Barrys. Yeah, no, no one calls your gaff on Halloween for free food. Like, else you get a hug. I'm telling you, to get a side kick with the door. Out the letterbox. But uh, but uh, yeah, if you're enjoying the show, make sure to like and subscribe, and also uh, give give Dean a follow as well. But Dean, like, obviously now you've been with Owen uh, like a, a while now. And then, uh, right, so we'll just, we'll just quickly jump onto this for a sec, right? So you're obviously at the moment now, you're 3-1. Yeah. Uh, then, like, then how did the UAE call come about? Because you hadn't fought in over a year. And then, um, like, all of a sudden, a shout to go to United Arab Emirates. Like, were you just like, how did this happen? Or, like, tell us how that happened. Um, so after my fight, after my fight with, in Titan last year, yeah. We we were approached by like we we're in talks with UFC about like they just wanted to see basically another fight from me, like they thought they could do a lot with me, blah blah blah. So I was scheduled I was actually scheduled to fight that August last year against a guy who was just released from the UFC. I was meant to fight him on Titan. I think he was eight uh Capos or something. Quinones. Days Norco beat him. Okay, yeah. Well, um, I was supposed to fight him. My manager rang me, said, I have a juicy fight here for you, do you want it? And I said, absolutely. Um, <laughs> getting ready for that fight. And then circumstances happened at home for myself that I had to withdraw from that fight. And then then I got ready for, um, there was a belt, I think there was like a belt in October. A ver- we verbally agreed for a belt in October. And then that fell through. Yeah. Then December, I was scheduled to fight uh, Bruce Mitchell in, I think he was six and four. I was scheduled to fight him on Titan. Then I had uh, visa issues getting to the airport. They, I needed a work visa and stuff. And then that was just a nightmare for me, bro. So that was basically three fights from then. Then next year, uh, the, I was scheduled to fight in, in May against April, May. April, sorry, against a guy who was four and all. I can't remember his name. But um, that fell through with COVID. Then May, they postponed it to May. That fell through. I went to work in full time, fucking gained a load of weight, wasn't doing anything. And... I got offered a fight in July on UAE Warriors, but I hadn't trained. I hadn't done anything. I said, yeah. And then I was like, no, he's like, will you stop? Like, he's like, you know, I haven't, and I wasn't ready. And I was just like, yeah. As you're reading the pizza on the couch. <laughs> yeah, no worry. Yeah. I was sitting in work, texting with me phone under the desk and I like to the manager. I'm like, absolutely. Yes. And then uh, <laughs> I didn't even look at the fella like and then Owen texted me back, he was like, That fella has like nine submissions in a row and then he's like, Will you cop on? Like and I'm sitting there like all out of shape and not not giving a bollocks like and then um I got a call in August, do I want do I want to take Abdullah seven on one, six weeks notice? And I just said, Yeah. So it was a good fight. It was he knocked out six people. Like he knocked out six people clean, and he, he had one submission win. So he had all finishes. I moved up ten pounds to fight him. Um, flew into his home territory. They, yeah. they had him. 
That's Daddy. the thing. Let, let us just uh, put, put the picture out there. Like, obviously, from, from following you, we saw that you were going over by yourself. Like, I was like, geez, I'd like... Th- like uh, this is this is mental like you know what i mean and then like when you're there i was we were watching on the uae live stream ross you called off the gaffa and yeah. then like like uh, like at the beginning it looked like you were on the back foot and then all of a sudden like as you said earlier you went back to what got brought you to the dance as you always say ross like you, like all of a sudden you started kicking him in the stomach he was like backing up you sort of gassed out and you finished him yeah yeah because i now when when i fought him now i am um... I didn't give a shit, and I, I even said straight away, I said to my, my brother and my coach at the time, I goes, when I, when I stiff him a jab, he's going to just try to wrestle with me. Like, and this fella's a knockout artist, and I just knew because once, when you, if you watch me fight and it looks like, oh, yeah, like he's so easy, like I can kick the leg off. But when you're in there with me, I'm not what I used to. I stand very awkwardly. I'm very, very closed. I'm very hard to hit. And people kind of panic a bit when I start, when I start faking those, you know? So I knew that was going to happen, but I got very, I actually got very sick on the Friday. I was meant to fight him. My brother went down and got me like, you know, I had to get all nasal sprays and stuff. I, I think it was the air con in the room, but yeah. I was like, sh- had shakes and all. I felt so sick and I couldn't get going in, in backstage. I throw like a one, two, had to lie down for a bit. And I just, I felt so, I don't know what was wrong with me. I never had that feeling before. I felt, I felt like, I couldn't control the nerves. I couldn't control the anxiety. And I was like panicking. I was having like little panic attacks before I walked out and all. I was freezing cold. And I was like, man, what? I'm, I'm in over my head here. And yeah, it was just an emotional year. You know, I lost my granny and all this year. And I was just, I think a mix of everything, bro. And then I was going out and all his like Arab fans and all. It was just weird. And then when yeah, I- Yeah, you were the, you were the, you were the pretty boy Taylor in that situation, you know? Yeah, man. I come out with me, with me, with me kickboxer music and all, like ready to go. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, but in fairness, I'm actually not shocked uh, UFC came calling after a fight. They're like, handsome Irish guy who can knock people out. Where have we seen this before? Yeah. You know, and they were like, they were like, right, sign that fellow. Yeah. And again, there's even, there's even shades of like, not, not, Saying he was how you're copying him because obviously you've done it your entire life, but like even McGregor has that crazy stance at times coming in certain strikes. You know what I mean? He's yeah. adapted that style to be like that works. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you know what Connor does so beautifully, and and I did it in that fight because obviously we both train our own, so we have that bit in us. Like like I I was positioning like I hit I hit him a shot. That's where I kind of. I knew the fight was going to end, like, because I hit him, like, I leaned in, and I was, I was baiting the jab out of him, then when he jab, like, you don't step back, you just pull, and come in, so I, I, I pulled, and I cleaned him, and he, I remember I was just going like this, and he was running back, and I just started unloading on him, and then, then, any time I hit my one tail, I hit, I never missed a single one of them, and there's only so many times you can take that before, before your brain is just going to say, that's enough, and hit enough times, and they'll go out, and, then when I hit him that, 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 every time I throw one tail, he was doing this. He was going like that, right? So then I was, I kind of was like, right, slow down for a second. And then I was like, right, that, if I, if I step through in the cell part of the tail, I got, I, he won't see the hook. So I stepped through on the cell part, I threw a short, and I came up and just, as I seen it hit him, I was like, yes! Was like, oh. <laughs> oh, you know, so you try, you try it, you know, when you try it and, and it works and you're seeing it working in front of you, and I was he's this unit, he looked like a bleeding yeah, bodybuilder, and just yeah. seeing him fall, and I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, I had a feeling you were being fed to the lines there. That was that's that's what they probably were trying to do, and then you come out with the win with it, and like that that knockout went viral as well, like that, like. Like I don't know, I was I was so proud for you for going into the lines then everything you've been through and then getting that I was like you can't really write that shit, like you know no, you really bro. can't write that. 
and and I wouldn't mind they were trying to feed me to the Lions there because yeah, they obviously were. This fellow was seven, what seven and one, seven and one, and it was like Pip to go to UFC and all this talks about him and all. But it was just, do yeah. you know what annoyed me? Like even on the press conference and all, they 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 just threw me into the fucking crowd there, and I'm sitting on the seat, and he's up there like a little star, and he's chatting away and like telling everyone he's gonna knock me out in the first round. I'm just. <laughs> And I was like, I was just sitting with you on the bus a second ago, and we were—he was real friendly with me. I was like, we were friends, like. And he just followed you on Instagram, did he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we were friends. Like I was chatting with him on the bus, and I was like, I, I was like, it's a pleasure to, to share the carriage, blah blah. We we're chatting away, and then he gets up there, he's like, gonna knock me out one round. I was like, you fuck. Um, <laughs> fairness, the way he did give you a present for uh, Jace, though. So like, you know, that was he's nice. A, he's such a lovely fella. Like I, I, I spoke with him constantly, like because when he saw me in the lobby the first day. He started sizing me up and all. He didn't realize how big I was because I think he thought I was a lot smaller. Because even when we face off, I'm bigger than him. Yeah. And I thought I didn't think I was going to be as big as him. But um, yeah, it, 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 he kind of, I think he got a little bit nervous. And then when we talked a bit and I was telling him I was going to be a dad and all, he just done something nicely. Bro, that was nearly 300 euro for that Versace LV he bought me son. Like, Whoa! I was like, bro, that's nearly half my five pours. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, yeah, I felt <laughs> terrible, man. I was like, I was like, what? I, I gave, I gave him my fight charts after the fight now, and um, <laughs> here you go after knocking me out. There you uh, go. <laughs> John, John, the worst part. I gave him. The, we were, we were backstage in the medical room, and he's sitting there crying his eyes out. And I took off my shorts and gave him my shorts, and I was like, oh, here, take these, and all. It was just really awkward. Then I was standing there in these little tiny jocks and with me grinding out on. And it was just a weird experience. It was, but. And now he's now he's selling, now he's wearing them on OnlyFans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but here I was getting like one thing I'll say about the Kuwait fans and the the fans from the Middle East, like they they really get behind the fire, like and but when when I beat them, they were they all sent me lovely messages and they were all like you know all followed me and were really kind and stuff to me. And there's a lot of there's a few there's this guy from Dubai. He's married to an Irish woman, like his kids and all. He, he's inviting me out. He invited me out when I was over there, and I was like, "Who the fuck?" I was like, "Who's this fan inviting me out for coffee and all this?" This is a bit weird, man. And uh, I didn't really want to deal with him. I was like, "That's a bit weird, you know." He wanted me to watch. Yeah, obviously, his friends. And I was like, "Me being Irish, I instantly taught one thing." And I was like, "No," I was like, "That's strange." And then we start chatting when I got back and all his wife, his wife's Irish, and he's inviting me out after my next fight. He's saying, "Come out, and I can stay." He has a villa in the Burj Al Arab. On the beach, he owns all Mercedes and Lamborghinis and all. He's like, you, you and your family can stay there for as long as you want. He's like, you're a guest in here, and they're they're just so so friendly. I think it's their culture, isn't it? Their yeah. culture is very welcoming, and it's almost like they're they treat you better than they treat themselves. Almost. You know what it is? They're so rich, they're just bored, and they want to make friends. Yeah, that's all it is. yeah, that's that's actually it. They, they the money's no problem, so they're like, yeah, here, take the car for the day. Here, yeah, take the car for the day, but like, stay here for the year. <laughs> I didn't. I would have loved. I would have loved to stay on longer. But um, I was happy. Like I always like to just fight, and just my favorite part of fighting is just the the breakfast the next day. Like I don't go out drinking or anything. I just I love. You know, when you just have that. You you know you're one and you're just chilling by your breakfast and you're like oh it's done like and I was just happy to get home but I don't mind flying in and fighting like hometown fighters like my three wins are all fighting against hometown fighters so it doesn't bother me. Yeah, but if you don't take these chances in life, you're never going to see what happens as well. You know that's. That's that's really it. That, I that's... took a massive gamble, bro. Like a massive gamble. And do you know what? I, I know you did. I know you did. We were saying we were saying that we were like that's that's such a I don't, I don't know like you, you could like the like obviously Cage Warriors is like back up and running. Obviously Bellator is like as like 
dominated the European market. It, that that could have just been you could have just went on that ride, but like you went balls deep, and now look what's after happening. Yeah. I mean, like the only like if you're not proud for yourself, you're never going to be proud, you know. Bro, exactly. And look at there's one thing I say is there's no set way to do this. There's no there's no this real. This is how you get here. This is the right way. No, it's not. There, there's no right way to do anything in this in this game. You your journey is your journey, and your your path is going to lead you to where you want to be. And everyone's journey is different. It's got, well, it could take someone ten years, could take you three years, and everyone's path is just different, man. And then I got the call up. I got the call up. Like and, and I and I wish and hope loads of Irish fighters do. But for people to say I'm not I'm not doing it the right way, or I got lucky or this and that, like they called me. Do you know what I mean? But, and like I put said, so no much work for it, you know. I'm doing this since I'm ten. People don't realise that I'm doing MMA three years, but I have I have years of experience of winning gold medals for my country year after year after year after year after year. That that pressure, that that you know, to perform to win that medal for my country. So it's it's just another fight for me. What do they say? Same shit, different toilet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you're a hundred percent right. No two journeys are the same. You know what I mean? Um, you know, we've seen it before, people with very little experience go the whole way to the top. Like, even look at someone like Cody Garbrandt, when he first got into the UFC, you know I mean? People are like, nah, he's pushed too far. Like, he was unranked one year, he was world champion at the end of the year. Well, he got in like, with a small record, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I think it was something like 4-0 and or something like that. Wonderboy was 4-0. Exactly, and he got the yeah. And he even said, he, I talked to him a lot on Instagram, and he was, because I'd love to get him the same card as him, but he was saying... He was saying he got the call up and he was he was like, Oh fuck am I ready? Like and he was like, The UFC called, will I take it or not? And he was like, This is not gonna happen again. Like imagine I said mm. no. And then I go out right. So say say for example, right? I'm twenty eight. Say for example, I said no. I went no, do you know what? I'd rather go fight for for a thousand euro on a smaller show. Thanks very much. But imagine I said that and then I go out and touch wood, something bad just happens and I and I mm. and I mess it up and I lose. There's my yeah, you pull the hammy, you pull the ha- hammy running up the steps there. Yeah, yeah, cage. exactly, bro. I, I throw something and bleed and pop me back out. Or just something, right? Say something bad happened and I lost that fight. Yeah. I, I would now be three and two. There goes my chances with UFC. Let's be real. I got to I got in because because of the way I finished my last opponent, and that's just the way it is. Like. Yeah, then like like obviously you got that like that knockout that one that one viral. Uh, shout out to Andy Simpson as well. He had you on the show last week, and he's uh, he's promoting Irish fighters like there's nothing else. He's doing great. Yeah, work. great. But, yeah, but then um, like obviously you got the now I don't know how connected it is to the UAE and the Floyd Island, but like he, I'd say the visas are roughly the same. So they're probably like right, this is this guy's ideal to get on Floyd Island. And like if myself and Ross were were knocking heads. We probably say a great show to get you on is the Conor McGregor card versus Dustin Poirier. Yeah, I don't know. Now, to be honest with you, like, Jesus, that'd be a, an absolute dream. Do you know what I mean? But I don't know. Like, um, that has I, to be the card they put you on, Dean. Uh, has I to think, be the card. I think that's that's his night. You know, like, like that's his return. That's his night, and I, I'll have my own card. I'll have my own show to be on. Like, and like. Like obviously, I, I can't really talk about any talk about that right now. But yeah, um, it'll be released. But like for us, for us as fans, like yeah, that, that, yeah. that'll be unreal. You know, but put it this way: if I, if I'm putting on my ball Dana White hat, right? This is where you should have been wearing the t-shirt, Ross. Yeah, Dana. I know, I know. But if, if I'm putting on my ball Dana White hat, I go right. We were after signing this young Irish fella. He looks like he has he has every, all the makings of a star. He's a beautiful striker, knockout artist, good looking. I'd be like, no, what a way. I'd actually put you and Reese McKee both on the Connor card. 
know what I mean? Because like the last time Ireland had Ireland had an invasion, it was like the Irish were on the one card and they all yeah. fed off it and they buzzed off it and they all won. You know what I mean? So I think that's the way I do it. I think I think I think um, obviously, man, I would absolutely love that. I, I, I love Reese McKay. I think he's an amazing fighter. I met him in Choice there. He was over there for training before. He helped me a lot as well. He's, he's a great lad. He's a great lad. Lovely fella, very humble in victory and defeat. Um, so I have a lot of praise for him. But um, regarding, like, see the Connor situation now. I personally think Connor is just way, way too big for an Irish card. He's too big. So I think. No, no, no. What, do you, what do you mean by that? What to have? I think he's too much of a superstar. I, like, Connor needs to be in, like, Vegas or if he's. Yeah, no, yeah, no, but like that, the, Connor versus Poirier, too, is on the 27th. Twenty third, twenty twenty third of January. Twenty third of January. On oh, Dean Island. knows the date. I wonder why. <laughs> on, <laughs> on, Dean, Dean, on Floyd Island. That's on Floyd Island, not here in Dublin. No, oh, no I just meant it, like you never know what could happen. Me and Reese could bring the, the UFC back. To yeah, Ireland. yeah, that's yeah. That, that's definitely. Oh, well, but to like really to really welcome you into the UFC, I think that'd be a great move from the lads, and they tend to do make great moves with the UFC. You know, that's why the number one. That would be a dream, all right. And Dino, you know, can I can I ask you? Because sometimes uh, fighters, you see them and they drop down weight or they go up weight or like when they're signed, you see actually ask them fight a different weight class. Are you going to stay at your weight class or what's 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 the story there? Um, I'm going to fight at featherweight, so I'm going down to 145 because I I to be honest with you, I I walk around with like 16% body fat, man. Like even when I, even watch my fights, like I never ripped or anything. Like I have same man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, me too. I have to. Yeah. I want to join it's the club, called the dad bod, man. It's called yeah, the dad, dad bod. Usually in the flyweight division if you get your diet under control. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he, uh, he said, uh, I got my body, body measured properly like in the ISI with, um, with a guy called Owen. And like, I should be naturally walking around at 73 kilos, but I walk around about 78 because I train a lot, but I kind of eat what I want really. But if I really do it strictly and I do the new conditioning program, I got... I'll get to 73 kilo walking around before me camp and then I'll cut and then I'll make the weight because I do cut about 8 kilo from Monday to Thursday which is like 16 pounds 17 pounds or something uh, then like if you're looking at it now right obviously you're going you're going to the featherweight division um, and, like, champ. and then uh, like obviously you want to be like is there is there a month you're looking like you're like I want to fight that month uh, for the UFC to make your debut is there a month you're sort of ideally you'd like to fight on like obviously you don't want to wait till next summer, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, like, you'd like to fight early then, okay? Yeah, yeah, I'd like, yeah. To, I'd like, to, I'd like to fight early, and then, then, I, then. So what's the plan is? I'm gonna fight, and then I'm gonna get my body ready and do a proper cut to one forty-five, and then have my debut in featherweight. Then, like, from I think for my second fight. And then, and then, what are you, what are you sort of looking at the featherweight division in the UFC? Because like. Um, like, if you look at what happened to Reese, Reese took a short notice fight against somebody who didn't have a clue who it was. I know, obviously, his uh, Graham Boland set that up. But, like, if you saw the video, he just accepted it. It didn't matter who he was fighting. Now, it turned out he fought, like, probably one of the biggest monsters in the UFC. Like, that, I remember the week before uh, I told Ross, I got this guy, Chim- Kazma Chimaev, is a monster. He looks exactly like Khabib, fights like Khabib, except he's bigger. And then the next week, I find out he's Reese is fighting Kazma, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that, like, disaster!" Right? Like we always shows Reese, yeah, shows yeah. how much of a bad man he is. Oh yeah, man, but, he's a warrior. He's yeah, a but warrior. the thing is, the thing is now, like you, you obviously have plenty of notice before your next before your fight, so you'll know who exactly you're fighting. You don't have to go straight to Yazo on this weekend, you know. Ah, uh, I know who I'm fighting and everything. Yeah, 
Yeah. So like you're like, like what, what do you sort of need to do? What foundations do you need to do up until that fight to just uh, bring out the best Ian Barry on that night? The good thing is I'm already kind of on the way already. I'm, I've been, I've been. Sorry, checking. Dean, I don't mean to interrupt, but you say this fight, first fight's going to be lightweight and the next fight's going to be featherweight. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I was just double checking. Yeah. I was offered, my, my manager offered me the guy that they said they asked me to fight and I said, yeah. I was like, yeah, deadly. And he was like, do you know who he is? And I was like, no. And he's like, do you care? And I was like, no. But then obviously I looked at it and all, and very happy with it. But um, yeah, I, I, have, I got like, people are like, oh, he's been signed to be fed to the dogs and stuff like that. No, I knew, I knew four days after my last fight that I was signed to the UFC that I was signing with them. So I knew at the end of September that I was signing. And had the big phone call with my manager, big well done, congratulations. I had to wait on the contract and then just weeks went by because of COVID restrictions and everything. There was a lot of shit happening with American visas and stuff like that. So they, 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 they were backlogged a bit. They were waiting on contracts for a lot of people. And then I had already told, like, you know, me and Owen kind of celebrating with the team and told people and all. And then, you know, word of mouth, nobody holds their, they hold their piss and they tell everybody, but then... <laughs> You know what? It's, it's big like, news, man. It's yeah. big news. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, and then, oh, but to me, to me, yeah, it was great news. But it was just a no, like not just another day for me. But I still go about my life the exact same as I always have. Like, yeah, because it hasn't it, happened yet. Like, yeah, and people, yeah. even when it does happen, I'm still, I'm, I'm just gonna be me, you know. But um, it, it, everyone was messaging me. Uh, oh, I going to the UFC. People putting up shit about me on their stories, trying to be funny and all this guy telling people he's going to UFC, you know. And I'm like, like really? I, I only told a couple of people. Ah, there's people chatting shit and all. They kind of insulted me. And stuff wasn't and George St. Pierre, was it? No, please. <laughs> no, but it, was, it wasn't. No, but there was just people. And like, like I see, there was, I, yeah, certain Irish people are saying stuff. But I see everything, right? You, you'd be mad not to read things. Like, you're always going to read stuff. And people will tag you in it and stuff. Yeah. I read them all, but I'll never retaliate. But I'll always remember. I'll never mm. forget what you said about me, but I'll never, I'll never, you know, get into that because some people want you to, they want the bait, they want to talk shit, but I'm just focused on myself, man, and wish everyone the best, hope they all do well in their careers as well, but I'm, I'm, do you think when I'm walking down the, the, to walking into the UFC octagon, I'm thinking, oh, but he said on, he said on yeah. this. Do you remember like, Larry from Finsborough said yeah. he'd never make it? Yeah, <laughs> said I'm a dope or something, like, I'm not going to give a shit, man, I'm going to fight, I'm a father now, I'm after getting my dream career, I showed people there's not just one way to do this, I showed people a quick route to it, and I'm not saying, oh, I showed people how to do it, but I'm saying, I just, I, I went in, if you watch my interviews, even from 2017, I haven't changed a single bit, I haven't done anything different, I've just been myself, and I've just let me fight and speak volumes for me. Like I like to try to create good fights, and th- th- I think they just it's just different, really. You know. Yeah, but parents, you don't have to worry about Larry from Fibsbury when you have like Max Holloway sliding into your DM saying, you know, congratulations. He actually nah, did, yeah, and all, yeah. He yeah, no, did, that's what I, I know. Was that I was like, I was like, I was like, Dean Barry's got some famous mates, Basbo. That's yeah. what I was saying to him. Because <laughs> Max, 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 how I met Max, he came out to. He was I was fighting in um, I was fighting at the UFC Convention Center. I was fighting um. It was International Fight Week, I think, and I was fighting in the Las Vegas Open for kickboxing. And him and Sergio Pettis were both watching me on, on my mat the same time, and they watched like three of my fights. And they came up, to, they came up to me, and, and Max was like, "Yo, I like that spinning shit and all." And then he was like, "I like to do that myself and all." He's like, "I watch it on YouTube and all." And then Sergio, Sergio came from a similar background. He was chatting to me about it, and then. I was telling them back then, this was 2017, and I was like, my goal is transition to is to transition to MMA. Like I hope to get there, blah, blah, blah. 
and then they followed me on the Instagram and stuff. And then it's crazy to think like now I've now I did it, but then now I, I got to the same organization as Max, and he's one of my favorite fighters. And and he's like, in your division. He's in my division, yeah. Yeah, I gave him a tour around Jemison, and me and Max are mates too. So, oh, did you around Jemison? Yeah, was that? <laughs> Come here, tell me something. What was the crack with that? Because I remember he came over for like a day, and I was like, "Oh, they're setting up a big fight with him and Connor." Like, because I, you know, you instantly think that, like, yeah, jeez, now you're you're asking me to spill the beans, Dean. You're asking me to spill. <laughs> no, you know what? He, was out. he was over here for a friend's wedding, and his manager Chris actually brought me in and brought him to the Jemison City. But like nothing was planned. He was actually just having a day out with Dublin. Like he paid for his tickets and everything. Like and that was it. Like there was there was no mess. And he just booked in. That's what he did. And then like he got there and then I was like, right, I'll arrange a bottle of whiskey with his name on it from whatever. And then I the pictures it. started to go viral. I, I was I, me and him were pictured everywhere together uh, <laughs> all over the internet. I was like, all right, didn't actually mean for that to happen. I, I was just like live my uh, moment because like. I, I, I went up to him and what's called uh, I whispered and I go you're the best you're the best you're the best and he goes no fucking way man and I was like yeah and then I was just chatting about uh, I was chatting away to him about like mini blessed and I was like and then I, I asked him I was like who's more famous in Hawaii you or Jason Momoa you know Aquaman yeah 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 and then he was like nah mini blessed is the most famous person in the oh, whole of Hawaii I'd I was, agree like, legend yeah, really blessed is real famous. But can you imagine being, can you imagine, like, I was only thinking that the other day, can you imagine getting to, like, being that person where, like, you can't even go down the street and people know you, and people are like, oh, how are you? Like, I, I was in town there on Friday, and I got stopped twice. I was out on, on South William Street, um, I was just meeting somebody there, and, like, I got stopped twice, and people were like, oh, you got, you're in the UFC now, and, all. and it was a real nice feeling, they were like, oh, man, like, mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to stay up and watch a fight, and I was like, I, I'd love to be that man that my whole country goes nuts to watch fighting, and they all celebrate, and I'm like, I'd, I'd love to hopefully get there to that stage where people know me and want to watch me and all, you know? Yeah. Well, like, we're going to be yeah, we're going to be promoting the shit out yeah, in the build-up to your next fight as well, so, like, and then obviously get the win there, like you'll you, you'll blow up here. You know, the, the people are waiting for another Irish UC fighter that, that actually gets the win. You know, <laughs> yeah. But it's true. Like I mean, they 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 want to they want to back people. Like look at the way the rubies letting the, the Ireland down, footballs letting the Ireland down. Like they need something. Like Barkay Taylor, um, like who's well, like obviously Connor will fall back in January, but like they're yeah. really really waiting for something to celebrate again. You know. Please God, and do you know what's so funny? It's just so weird. I and I, I was only sitting down with my friend thinking about like I used to, I sat with my friend there. Uh, I think it was in two thousand eighteen. Like, and I just remember saying to him, I was like, I was like, I was like, bro, trust me. I was like, I'm gonna be the next man after Conor McGregor, and like I was like, I'll be that next man. And I used to talk about it all the time, saying I'm gonna be the one to get to the UFC. And so many people used to laugh in my face. Like, and I understand they did because I was so new into MMA. But I just, did you ever get that weird feeling in your in mm. your in your body, and you're like, you know, so like I, I always had this weird feeling, like I knew eventually I might come into money or eventually I'm going to lead myself into this big career so I can like help my family and have a nice life with them and stuff like that. And I used to always think that and then for it to actually happen to me, like it's so surreal and it's just like, it's real. Like I believe in like serendipity and all, you know, like everything's meant to happen at the right time the way it's meant to happen. So it's just well, weird. Like, in fairness yeah. to you, Dino, you're actually the first person that can say, first Irish person since Conor McGregor who can say they got into the UFC off their own back, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, everyone else was like, oh, it's Conor McGregor's teammate, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then, like, even Joe Duffy was like, yeah, the last person to beat Conor McGregor, so we'll get him in as well. Yeah, yeah. 
this is like being Barry off his own merit. I just wanted to do it myself. I wanted like, and trust me, I'm a massive fan of Conor McGregor. Like, I, I think he's just an, an unbelievable fighter. Like, and I, and I, I, I kind of have a lot of respect to him. I admire him as well as a fighter. But I just wanted to do this by myself. I wanted to get to the UFC and say I didn't use any. I'm not saying people use Conor's name. Like, I'm not, I'm not using Conor as an example here. I'm saying I wanted for me for my career to get to the UFC. And not for anyone to say, well, that's why you got there. You got there because yeah. of him, or you got there because of this, or you are part of this. I got there because <laughs> of myself and no one else. Well, I got there because of my coach and my team and my manager and everything. But I did it on my own terms, and that, and I got a multi-fight deal out of it. I told, it wasn't a short notice thing. and So I just feel grateful for that, you know? Well, people, people are always going to say that. We obviously had Owen on the show before as well. That was actually one of our favorite interviews we've ever done. But like obviously we've had we've had like Keen Kelly on the show, Kiefer on the show, and people are just saying, Oh, you've all them followers to Connor. But at the end of the day, like if you're put it this way, if your parents are wealthy and you're born into that family, like people are like, Oh, you're just wealthy because of your parents. It's just the that's the the situation you put yourself in or been put into. And you, like everyone has their own route, you know? Exactly. So, I mean, you just as people say, let the haters hate, and then you just have to keep going anyway, no matter what they say about you, you know? And my my route, my route came my route. Like, because if you watch all the guys, and I don't know, I don't know them all, like what their background was. If you watch all the guys, I came from just my karate background. It's so different. It's so different. And it's so, it's like, name a fighter over here who fights like myself, you know? We have amazing fighters in Ireland, but I'm saying, name someone who has my, my fighting style, do you know what I mean? Mm. Which is, or even anyone in Europe that's looking to go to the UFC, there's no one that kind of, like, I know if they put me in there, it's, I'm going to be different. I'm not going to be... Mm. There, there could be guys 6, 7 and 0, but it's the same thing. I'll just come in, clinch, grapple, blah, 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 and on the ground. But I'll come in and I'm going to try put on shows for fans and I want to like keep mm. it up. I want to keep that exciting bit. I'm coming to knock you out. I get stuck in. and I have that style and I think that's probably what they liked about me. But again, like I don't like fucking rambling on about myself. But if you, mm. just if you want to ask me why, then that's, that's why I think. Uh, I, I have sort of two questions before we wrap up, Dino. One, have you actually got to ever train with Connor? And number two, who is your dream fight in the UFC? Um, I never got to train with Connor. I've never actually met Connor. Um, okay. Did he message um, you? When, did you message you when you saw him at the UFC? No, I, he didn't message me now. But I, obviously, he's training. You know, for the I, he, his phone's probably gone. You know, but not because one thing I'll understand is, I um when I signed with the UFC, I actually got very stressed out. Like I couldn't. I've never had that before. Like I, I was like. Anytime I'd look at my phone, it was like across the Instagram, 100, 100, 100. And I'd refresh it, it'd be 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100. Like 100 comments, likes, shares, boom, boom, boom. And, it was, and same on Twitter and all. And, and it got very overwhelming. There was everyone messaging me and I felt obliged to text everyone back. And I was getting like, was getting very edgy over and I had to kind of detach myself from my phone. I was like, You're almost better off giving your phone to someone else and asking them to do it for you. Yeah, man. And do you know what? I was like, I was trying to be respectful to people and get back to people. Cause, and then I was like, fuck, man. I was like, I don't owe people. I don't owe this to, to get back to every single person, but I, like, I try to get back to people, like even if it's a couple yeah. of days later. But I, take, I can only imagine what his phone's like, so obviously you never seen it. But no, I didn't hear from him, but like, he, he, li- he liked Owen's post and all about me, so he knows, like, and I'd say he's happy for me. But, um, I'm sure he is. I, one, day, one day, I'm sure I'll, I'll train with Connor, but like, it's never been something I've been dying to do, really. Like, I'm kind of mm. just one of them, I'm happy in my own bubble. Like, and, what about, um, and what about the featherweight division? Who would you like to match? match so, with? my dream, right? I want to get into the featherweight division. I want to work my way up. And then my dream would be to fight 
Yair Rodriguez in like a main event or a co-main event, a three five minute round with Yair with two of our striking, I think would be an animal fight. Obviously, I have a lot of work to get up to Yair, but he is one of my favorite fighters. I love his fighting style. He's just and that's just the most respectful way I'm, I'd say I love to fight him because I'm such a fan of him. And one day our idols become your rivals. You know what I mean? So I think stylistically. His his fighting style and my fighting style could put on like a you know a crazy fight for the fans. So that's something I'd love to get up to. And yeah, he's a great fighter. Yeah, I'm feeling Ross has a few names there. Yeah, oh, no, I was I was more uh, Dana was actually asked about Year Rodriguez uh, this weekend after the Anthony Smith fight, and like he sort of gave this weird answer and like sort of messed with people that he was really like, what story year? It's like he's not fighting, and it's not for. He's not injured or anything like that, so I don't know why he's got like personal problems at the moment. That's what I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, but I'd, I'd love to see uh, you two uh, throw down. But like, I'd love to see you and maybe even Korean Zombie. Uh, I think I think you versus Brian Ortega would be an interesting fight as well because like, yeah, he loves blocking it. He loves blocking those faces or uh, punches with his face. If he didn't uh, try to take me down, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, like loads of fights like 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 Qatar. He's an animal fighter, and these are all people now that I am. I'm call, I'm I'm naming people who. I stay up to watch fighting who I'm just massive fans of and it'd be an honour to share the cage with them one day you know but I, I have a lot of work to do before I even before I'd I like even to see uh, you get two or three fights and maybe fight a Cub Swanson or something I think that would be a good scrap yeah and he's another one I, I, he's a killer Cub um, do you know what it's so hard it's so difficult you know when people ask me because I never call anyone out like and I just if they offer me a fight I'd say yeah and I'm just purely for the love of the competition for fighting but like when I'm thinking of these fighters and I'm like, oh, who would I like to fight? But then I'm like, oh, they're, they're one of my favorite fighters. And I'm like, what am I really? Like one day you're going to share the cage with them, please God. Like, do you know what I mean? So it's mm. mad. Yeah. Well, here, Dean, like it's been absolutely brilliant having you on the show. Uh, I think it's been a long time coming, but we're going to have to have you on again when like, obviously with your fights now, it's fight week, whenever whenever you're free, you know, but uh, thanks a million for coming on. Is there anything you want to say before you, you bounce? Uh, Anyone you anything you want to shout out? I'm sh- uh, I hear you're a fan of trendy socks because uh, Ross has been telling me. Is there anything in particular you need to shout out? Ah, uh, yeah, uh, my uncle Thomas. That's his sock business. It's called um, Tom P Two Socks. So T H O M P Two Socks, and then he's um, he's my uncle. He has special needs, and he set up a sock business. Like um, you know, he sells fun socks, and he's doing amazing with it. Like um. People are all getting behind him and supporting him, and he, he donates a lot, a lot of money to charities and stuff with it. And it's um, it's a great cause. So and he has a he, he has like the same amount of followers as me on Instagram. Like he, he's crazy. But the face anyone, of the sock game. Yeah, he, 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 <laughs> I'm telling you, he's more he's more popular around here than me. I swear to God, everyone knows him. Every and anytime he's on my story, people text me like, "Oh, I've been waiting to see a post of Thomas and all. How is he?" And, there's people buys his socks from Australia, America, England, all over the world, New Zealand, and all. Like well, you know what? We'll give him a shout out on uh, on the gram, and then also I'll make sure to buy a pair of socks off. Yeah, I knew you'd be all over that, Ross. Yeah, yeah please do, please yeah. do, because he it, it mean a lot to him. Yeah, he's got, he has all his new stuff coming in, all the Christmas stuff. So that's, that's brilliant. Yeah. Is that it? Just the socks? Yeah, that's and everything. Nothing? Yeah, brilliant. Okay, guys, uh, Ross, and else to say? Yeah, fine. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so Dean, thanks a million for coming on. Like, we're obviously gonna have to do this again soon. Um, if we don't see you again before the end of the New Year, have a happy Christmas and have a very, very like a clean New Year. Uh, okay. Make sure to check out Dean's work. Make sure to follow him on Instagram because like uh, 
Ireland's next up and coming UFC athlete. Like, I mean, this is going to be brilliant for the country. You can't wait to follow it. Uh, make sure to like, share, subscribe, and as always, stay energized. Stay energized. <laughs> All right, so that was Dean Barry on the show. Ross, our new best mate, man. Like, man, absolutely buzzing. Uh, absolute legend. Um, we had a chat with him there off air as well, and just really, really nice fella. Really down there. Yeah, um, we, we never. What? No, we never mentioned the mustaches. We, we have to get them on the team for next year. Oh yeah, we have to get them on uh, team yeah. team Mo for next year. We raised five hundred forty euro this year, so like that's buzzing over that. And then also, I don't even know if I said it on air or off air, but I was like, that was one of the, my favorite podcasts I've done with a guest in a long time. Just like the open, honest conversation with him was brilliant. Yeah, he he was, but a lot of them are though. But like he, mm. I don't there's something special about that. There was something that there was like a feel or something. I feel like it, I feel like to be a remember win for us. Remember when we had the Barry on the first time. Man, I'm just disappointed you never say I'm that handsome. But we'll move on anyway. If you are new to the show, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, also, make sure you do follow Dean because, like, uh, what he just told us off air is uh, you have to follow him ASAP. Mm. But uh, yeah, we're, I'm also going to put the link down below for November Fund. Uh, we've done this the last couple of years. Uh, we have a few lads on the team as well. Um, Alex Wall. Um, Alex Shane. Shane Hart. And oh, there's another fella, Kev Crowley, and there's one fella I can't think of his name, and now I feel bad about it. Oh, here I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. Okay, yeah, sorry. Uh, there is Alex. He raised 210 euro. Gary, 90 euro. Shane, 70 euro. Ross, 20 euro. Kev, 20 euro. It says I've zero here, even though I put money in it. But like, I mean, like, what can you do? Yeah, well, we, me and you, donated to the team, but not to ourselves. So yeah, that's why that that happened. Yeah, but 540 euro. That's pretty impressive. Uh, what you made yeah. of the, the mo? Oh, I actually quite like mine now. Obviously, like it's going to be a Mexican for me if you're watching it on YouTube because uh, I, I've let the stubbly bit grow. But I actually quite like the mustache cast. Yeah, I think I'm going to keep it for the rest of the week and then see what happens. But like, we'll end up, we'll end up looking like our dads. Like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Jesus. So bad. But I, I love doing Do you know what? I actually love doing the show. Like, I actually love Man, doing it's unreal. Like, yeah, and like I'd highly recommend anyone to like start doing something they love because like when we first started doing MMA, I didn't really know that much about it. Like I wasn't like I watched a bit of it, but I wouldn't be able to give like my honest opinion. Then if fast forward a few years later, I'm actually balls deep into doing MMA shows with UFC fighters on. So you never know where you can go in this game. Uh, Ross, speaking of UFC, it was on over the weekend. Uh, it was an absolute mess of a card. The, the, the day before, Curtis Blades got COVID. Uh, Anthony Smith moved up to fight Clark. Anthony Smith got the win. Is there anything to really go over from last weekend's card before we go into this weekend's card? No, I was happy to see Anthony Smith back in the win column. Uh, I felt bad for Devin Clark. His stepmother died like the week of the fight, I think. And Anthony Smith sort of gave actually a bit of a sad story of when he went to Brazil to fight that his his like best friend died the day before he left. And he's like, it's sometimes hard to like get up and go. So like people are faced with hard decisions all the time and Anthony Smith went on a bit of a run of bad luck but good to see him back in there I'd like to see him fight Paul Craig next I think that's a yeah. good fight it was actually a crazy week last week like Maradona died as well just yeah. absolute madness but uh, yeah Ross right, we'll just take Speaking a quick madness tell us about Roy Jones Jr and Mike oh we're going to go over that okay yeah, um, yeah obviously right so we, we talked about it last week on the show Mike Tyson was fighting Roy Jones Jr. Now the whole week it was it took a bit of shine off the fight or the event itself, just being like, is there refs? Is there no refs? There's two belts. Is there like what's actually going on here? There's rules. There's no rules. At the end of the day, it was it, what the production itself. I wasn't overly happy with. 
like I mean they kept putting out like uh, I listened to to the two lads on Wayne in by the way we are getting uh, Josh Thompson and Big John McCarthy on a show together next year to talk about what exactly five fans should look forward to in 2021 which is going to be unreal Ross uh, that probably just broke down news to you as well no, but, no, uh, no, I can see the DMs too bro you, man you, you're too nosy bro but uh, <laughs> but like in in between the fights, they started having like uh, French Montana singing and stuff. And I was I was watching the boxing with uh, Joe Joyce and Dubois, and I was like, here, like, like what's going on here, lads? But um, what did you what you make of it overall? Like uh, it was it was for a great great cause. They raised loads of money for mm. for a charity. Mike Tyson looked like he's he's been vegan for the last few years. It it goes to show that like just the I think these days. Uh, just because you're 50 doesn't mean you're like 100 you know I mean you're still alive you're still getting up out of bed mm. keep doing fitness like you should never stop on your mental health and physical health you know I was sort of against like an old man fight league for a while but like after seeing Tyson uh, get in there and like show his dedication to it I don't think Roy Jones was as dedicated I think he was like oh, I retired three years ago so like oh, I should be grand yeah. and Mike Tyson trained for two years like an animal Um. I thought, he is an the, I thought Tyson won the fight quite clearly. Yeah. Uh, I know there wasn't actually a winner, but when when you watch a fight, you're you're judging it in your own head one way or the other. Yeah. Um, I thought Tyson won. I thought he made a good show on himself. He sort of said that he might fight Evander Holyfield next, and Evander Holyfield should have been in that fight. I think Evander Holyfield's like struggling massively financially. He was like, if you actually saw the numbers of money that we made in that fight, like Tyson was like, you can actually have some of the money. You know what I mean, it was like don't really care so yeah. I think that would be a fight to watch uh, Roy Jones Jr I was no really interest in seeing him fight again yeah you know, there was the always talk of him fighting Anderson Silva not really for it it's the, they, they saw, the Tyson sold this card oh 100% yeah. and, then, and, and funny enough Jake fucking Paul bro what you make it up Jake Paul uh, I'm, I'm finally a believer you know what I mean like a lot of people want to like compare him to these like top of the range professional boxers like you know what I mean he's never going to be Canelo no he's never going to be a world champ let's get that out there just in case people thought and yeah. he's calling out Dylan Dennis, he's calling out Conor McGregor, he's mm. calling out KSI, he's calling out Ben Askren. There's something that this is what's the, 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 like the world of combat is changing. Mm. Like, look, look at the way D- Dean had a bit, of a, a bit of a reputation and a bit of a following, and now all of a sudden he's called up to the UFC. Jake Paul is doing it his own way. He's getting huge audiences and mm. interested. It's making people talk about it. We're talking about it. The whole world's talking I was, about it. I was in the chipper getting a bag of chips the other night. I didn't tell you that. But, uh, Any dip? Uh, yeah, pack of sauce, man. Delish. Uh, <laughs> and there was there was twelve kids outside, and all they were talking about was Jake Paul. Uh, and it was it was Friday night. It was the night before the fight because I remember I was I got back chips late late toy shop. Uh, P.S. Don't tell Chris. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he transcends a sport. He yeah. brings a whole lot of new eyes. He probably gets young people interested in boxing, which is a good thing. And uh, you know what? Pretty damn good. I'll give him credit where credit is yeah. due. He's really taken to the sport of boxing. Yeah. Now, let's not get things that twisted. Nate, Nate, Nate. Yeah, but let's not get things twisted. Nate Robinson was like basically trying to uh, rope uh, American football tackle him, put it that way. But, uh, yeah, oh, no, I'm not saying Nate Robinson was in any way, but like put it this way. I, I actually was convinced I was like, right, but Nate Robinson was an athlete. And, like he's going to win there and he's going to, yeah. like, surely he can adapt his training methods for basketball to boxing and win. But Jake Paul made a show. Like he literally made a show. Let's see where that goes. We're not, we're not gonna. We don't want to put the show too long. But like, we, like I'm sure 
more Jake Paul stuff is going to come up and we're going to have to look at it because it's actually quite interesting. The matchups you could get, like the KSIs, that would be that would be huge numbers. Dylan Dennis, that would be huge numbers. It's Conor, Conor McGregor. That's obviously never going to happen. In the, but like, we'll have to ask him on the show, Basmo. We'll have to get him on the show sometime. Yeah, let's see what happens. But... Uh, then, okay, that's that's the action from last week. But Ross, this weekend the UFC is back. Our good mate Jack Hermanson's on the card. Unfortunately, Kevin Holland got taken off the card. But uh, Vittori is not a bad man to stand up against, and uh, it's a battle to see it's a, the battle of the two Europeans, Ross. Yeah, it is. Um, Mister Italy, <laughs> Mister Norway, uh, or Mister Mister Well, both. Yeah, he, he carries both flags. Uh, Mister Scandinavia. Yeah, Mr. Scandinavia. I do still favour Jack Manson this. I think he's a better grappler. I do think he's a better striker. The only thing I will say about Marvin Vittori is very good in the clinch. He's very good up against the cage. And he, maybe if he can do a Kamara Usman foot stomp uh, mania, that's what way get a victory. But obviously, Hermanson's been training for a five-round fight. He's been in five-round fights before. I do fancy Hermanson to win, probably by submission if I had to guess. Yeah, like Jackson, absolutely like beast, and he's been trained as you said the whole time. Yeah. So, uh, like, uh, how can you really go against him? It's funny because they they actually swapped opponents because Marvin Torrey is supposed to fight Jack Ray Sue at two fifty six, and now Kevin Holland's fighting two fifty six, and Torrey's now fighting the main event. Yeah, I'm just I'm just loading the card up here. Sorry, he, he was up. he was sparring with Kelvin Gast the other day, and they were going hell for leather, and it looked very good. Yeah, uh, Owen St. Peru is also on the card. He's like on Jamal Hill. Um, who else here is on the card? Nate Landwehr, he, like he, he's fighting in the featherweight division against Movsar Evloev. Uh, Nate Nate Landwehr is uh, like he's a health letter fighter, so um, that's not a bad one to check out. But uh, Ross Clamwars is on as well this Sunday. Uh, we were talking about it with Dean earlier. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of like up and coming Irish fighters that are going to be fighting on the card. It's going to be on YouTube on Sunday. I think it costs a tenner. Uh, yeah. I think like I think each fighter has to sell around six pay-per-views, something like that. So like to support your own grassroots and stuff, mm. definitely check it out. Like what else are you gonna be doing on Sunday? Because the Dubs play in the All Ireland semi-final on Saturday. I know there's an All Ireland, the other semi-finals on Sunday, but uh, it kicks off around twelve o'clock midday. So I mean that's definitely something to check out. And also on Friday, Ross Billy Joe Saunders is back in action. He's taken on um, uh, Martin Murray on Friday night. So, I mean, like, you can watch the boxing Friday night, the MMA on Saturday, and then the MMA on Sunday as well. Yeah, so it's a, it's a packed lineup. Yeah, um, also, yeah, also Champions League is back Tuesday, Wednesday, Europa League Thursday as well, or it will be back on Saturday. Like, it's a, it's a good week of action. It's a good week of action, but... Yeah, so guys, I hope you enjoyed the show as much as we did. Um, make sure to give us a like, share, subscribe, and buzz. As always, keep the mustache. Keep the mustache. <laughs> <laughs>